Hey there everyone, I'm Asha Bullington and you're watching The Campfire. This week we break down District 10 6A. I don't know if anybody else realizes this, but we only have two episodes left of The Campfire. I'm kind of sad, but it's time to perk up because we're gonna make this last as long as we can. These are the teams that you'll be seeing in District 10 6A. Skyline, Mesquite, Mesquite Horn, North Mesquite, Rockwall, Rockwall Heath, Tyler Legacy. Well, now I'm fired up and ready to go. Who do you think will take the district title from 10-6A? You can go to our Twitter account and vote. It's at IHSSDFW. And now we have a quick trivia question for you. What is the scientific name of Mesquite High School's mascot, the Skeeter? A. Lepidoptera. B. Diptera, C. Anisoptera, D. Calicidae. I'm not going to let the fact that we only have two weeks left of the campfire deter me from stumping you all at trivia. But if you think you have the right answer, go anywhere you can find the campfire. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And leave a comment on what you believe the correct answer is. Also, if you're a podcast person, you're in luck. The campfire comes in podcast form. You can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to find our entire catalog of Inside High School Sports Podcast. Now it's time for the film session presented by your local North Texas Geico agents. District 10-6A is similar to last year's 11-6A, except Skyline replaces Longview, which means there's only one East Texas team in this district, Tyler Legacy. But the Raiders are a formidable opponent for the Metroplex teams to get through. Let's start with last year's champion and state semifinalist, Rockwall. Yellow Jackets graduated a stellar senior class and their coach, Rodney Webb, moved on to Geyer. However, new coach Trey Brooks was promoted from offensive coordinator as he has a weapon that he is very familiar with on that side of the ball. Junior Braden Locke was awesome as a sophomore, throwing for over 4,000 yards and 52 touchdowns. Of course, it'll be a little harder to duplicate those numbers without stud receiver Jackson Smith Njigba. There's always plenty of offensive talent in the Rockwall pipeline, so expect them to be fighting for another crown. Mesquite's Jeff Fleener has made the Skeeters a perennial contender since he took over in 2017. Mesquite was also hit hard by graduation, but have enough talent to be a playoff contender. The most intriguing team in the district is Sky. They have Division I talent all over the board, including standout wide receiver Quadarius Davis, who is heading to USC. But they have had trouble putting it together on the field. They went 7-4 last year in an easier district, but got bounced in the playoffs against DeSoto by five touchdowns. They will need to gel to make a playoff spot. Underdog team might be the Heath Hawks. As a sophomore, quarterback Josh Hoover threw for almost 3,000 yards and 32 touchdowns. He will look to hook it up with senior receiver Corbin Cleveland to try and push the Hawks into a playoff spot. Mesquite Horn is another team to look out for. North Mesquite may not have what it takes to make the postseason this year, but look for the Stallions to push some teams in district play. District 10-6A is going to be tough, but these great teams are made up of great players. The North Texas Honda dealers want to recognize the players on the rise, those players destined to lead their team to victory. 
Skyline four-star wide receiver Quadarius Davis is ready to take the Raiders into 2020. In 2019, Davis had 36 receptions for 515 yards and four receiving touchdowns. He has helped lead Skyline to the first round of the playoffs the last two seasons. This senior is committed to USC. Quarterback Braden Locke came on the scene in 2019. Locke was voted the 2019 11-6A Newcomer of the Year for his phenomenal play on the field. As a sophomore, Locke had 4,231 passing yards and 52 passing touchdowns. With two seasons to go, we should see Locke's star rising high in the Metroplex. Skyline safety Isaiah Nukovia is ready to terrorize offenses in 10-6A. He is the leader of the Raiders secondary and one of the best safeties in the Metroplex. Nukovia is committed to SMU for the 2021 class. Rockwall Heath has a pro-style quarterback in Josh Hoover, who's ready to go for his junior year with the Hawks. As a sophomore, Hoover passed for 2,845 yards on 82 pass completions. Hoover also had 32 touchdown passes as well as one rushing touchdown. He is a two-sport athlete for Heath as he also plays baseball. And those athletes have achieved great things on the gridiron. But do you know somebody from the high school sports scene accomplishing great things in your community? A player, coach, or team going that extra mile. Nominate them for the North Texas Honda Dealers Helpful Heroes. To nominate, go to IHSSHelpfulHeroes.com and stay tuned to our social media accounts to see if your nomination is highlighted. Now it's time for the Media Day segment, where we talk to coaches about their teams and the district they'll be seeing in the 2020 season. Hey there, everyone. I have the head coach of Mesquite High School, Coach Fleener, on with me. Coach, how's it going? It's going. Like I said before, every day's a new adventure, and we're just, we're just trying to roll with the punches and, and prepare for this season teams and that kind of stuff um but we'll talk a little bit of football uh okay. you know the one thing that people seem to say when i've asked them about mesquite is that since you've taken over you've really turned mesquite into almost a, or into a perennial power into the metroplex um how have you been able to create that consistency for your skeeters teams and really um help them rise above the rest well i wish they'd quit saying that because i like it better when we're the underdog <laughs> No, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been fun getting in here. You know, my, uh, after leaving Allen and my first head job was at a place that they were used to making the playoffs and things like that. And so um, it was definitely a different deal coming to Mesquite where they had been down for a few years and just kind of needed a, a fresh look, a fresh, you know, just a, a fresh approach, uh, kind of just kind of flip the, the feeling around, uh, you know, where it had gotten to be a losing culture. And, um, I, I think it was 100% uh, coming in, hiring great coaches to come in with me that, you know, I was able to hire a lot of guys that I knew before uh, that, that shared my same, you know, thoughts of, of how we wanted to run this team. But even more than that, we got a lot of support from the community. Uh, I reached out to a lot of people about what we were trying to do and, and explaining to them, this is not going to happen overnight. I mean, it's going to be a, a two to three year plan to get back to where we want to be. And, while I would say that it's uh, it's it's not perennial power or anything like that, but we do we do have the expectation that we feel like we should be a playoff team year in and year out. You know, going from one and nine to six and five to eight and four. Um, you know, it it's been extremely exciting. It's fun to just see how the kids have responded. 
um, how many things we really don't have to coach up anymore because it's the expectation because uh, this will be my very first year now where all four classes don't know any other coaching staff but us. And so there is no how it used to be or how it's different. This is just the expectation if you want to play at Mesquite High. And so um, we're really excited about where we're at. We're excited about the team coming in. Um, you know, before I got here, just with the nature of football right now, Mesquite High had been losing kids to going to private school, transferring to other schools. We're not having that same issue anymore because kids want to be here. And, uh, you know, I grew up a, a football coach of some. My dad was a high school football coach. Even down in growing up in San Antonio, though, you knew who the Skeeters were, you know, because it's such a distinct name anyways. <laughs> You know, Mesquite had some great years in the past. They were well-known across the state. And it's just been exciting about, you know, trying to bring this team back to that status, back to, you know, a, a team that is not just a, a doormat or, you know, people look on the schedule and think, all right, well, there's a, there's a win, you know. But, but with that, we tell the kids, all right, you've got a target on your back now. You know, you, you, you're not going to surprise anybody anymore. You mentioned it, you lost your running back, you lost your quarterback, uh, you had a really big senior class last year. Um, you know, let's, let, what's the youth of this team look like and how do they get, or do you feel they are going to step up um, and kind of carry on the Mesquite legacy? You know, looking at it after we got done with the season and just where we're at, you know, we actually, we did have a lot of seniors and a lot of those seniors have been starting for us from when we got here just because we, we weren't as good when we got here. And so we had to count on some of the younger guys, but now with the, the young ones coming up who have been in our program, know our system, it's not new, you know, yes, we lost some, some talented players, but almost across the board, we feel like we're almost upgrading at those positions just with the young guys coming in. You know, we, we have uh, phenomenal team speed. Uh, we're very excited about that. Uh, like I said, uh, very excited about the, uh, the offense this year. We're going to, really get to be able to get back into some of the stuff that, that we love doing, uh, you know, both the, myself and my offensive coordinator, we work together at Allen and, you know, some of those dynamic offenses and playing fast with tempo and getting the ball out spread around. Uh, we're really excited about this is kind of the first year we've had the personnel all 11 to do that. And so uh, while we are losing some production with, with losing Dylan McGill, the quarterback going to Minnesota, uh, Ladarius Turner going to Houston Baptist, the running back. Uh, you know, we really feel like we've got the guys stepping in that it may not all fall on two guys. We, we feel like we're going to have five to six guys that could have big games, big years. And it's always kind of, all right, pick your poison. Which which guy are you going to try to stop this? Most definitely. Um, you know, and you kind of talked about it. So you've got your non-district games, and then you have your district games. And this year, District 10-6A. Um, is a little different and it's difficult. You've got Skyline, you've got Rockwall, Rockwall Heath, Mesquite Horn, um, some Tyler or Tyler Legacy because they changed their name. Um, but you have these schools that are juggernauts of teams. Like District 106A is going to be extremely hard to get out of. Can you talk about the competition and those teams that you're going to be seeing um, in in the 2020 season that are just really difficult teams to play against? Oh, there, that, that's the thing. There is no off week. I mean, there's no game where you can come in on a Sunday to game plan and take a, you know, take a deep breath because, all right, you know, we, we ought to be able to line up and get after these guys. I mean, it's it's going to be a dogfight every week. And, 
you know, everybody was like, oh, well, Longview dropped down, so that's good. And I'm like, okay, great, but they put Skyline in. So it's not like you're like, oh, great, you know. But, uh, and it's funny kind of see where we're at. You know, Tyler Legacy now, uh, Coach Trailer that was there before, he came in the exact same year I did and was it was dealing with the exact same thing we were. He was, uh, you know, trying to rebuild a program that had been great lately, and they got to their third year the same way we did. And got themselves back in the playoffs. They have two amazing running backs that are young and they're going to be really, really good. Coach Willis going out there makes it even scarier. I mean, he's he's got a lot of skins on the wall and, uh, you know, they're going to be really good. Rockwall Heath going into year two with, with Coach Spradlin. They're going to be a whole lot better. They played a lot of young guys last year and they're going to be scary. Coach Spradlin does an amazing job with those guys. Uh, Rockwall, you know, they're going to be loaded again. You know, Coach Coach Brooks stepping in for Coach Webb is, uh, you know, that's not a bad first head coaching gig to walk in <laughs> with a program that's rolling like they are. And, uh, you know, known Coach Brooks for a long time. And, you know, if anybody thinks something's going to change because Coach Webb left, they're wrong. That, that program's going to keep rocking and rolling. You know, Mesquite Horn and North Mesquite, you know, those are rivalry games for us. You know, we know the talent that they have because we've seen it through all the middle school years. And, you know, anybody that thinks either one of those is going to be a, you know, a pushover or easy game hasn't ever seen Mesquite schools play each other. I mean, it's, uh, it, it gets a little intense uh, at those games and it, it's fun to see the community come around those. And then now, you, you know, you throw Skyline in with us. And, and I don't think people realize that Skyline and, and Dallas butts up right to Mesquite. And so, um, there's kids on those teams that that grew up in Mesquite and now are going there or they play on seven on seven teams together and um, that's going to be a highly intense game. Skyline has been a, a very well coached great team these last few years and it's you know while while it's going to be a tough team you know I, I tell the kids all the time you know nobody wants to watch, go watch a game of you playing a team you should beat the dog out of. You know people want to go see great football and if you're a our true football player that wants to be great, you want to go play the great teams. And we're excited about being in this district because whether you're first or fourth coming out of this district, if you make the playoffs out of this district, that's saying something for your team. And, um, you know, I, I would like to, you know, think that, you know, for whatever we do in the first round, you know, I, I see from first place to fourth place, our team probably be going to be the, the, the team that's picked to win the game just because uh, they're going to know if you came out of this district, you're ready to go. Most definitely. It'll, it'll match up with some interesting second round games with your District of Doom over there in 11-6A. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, to look at us being in 10 and them being in 11, I mean, it's two unbelievable districts just right here next to each other with, that are going to be playing a lot of good football. Most definitely. I mean, that 11-6A district, um, people are definitely uh, worried about it as well. And having the having these two just top-notch districts matching up in the second round um, is kind of crazy when you think about it with just how talented all of these schools are um, from these areas. Um, but it's even, even the first round games are against the Garland schools and yeah. you know they're doing some great things over there. I mean Lakeview's got like the number one running back and number one center in the nation so I mean it's there's a bunch of talent and the only thing you worry about being in a, in a big great district like this is you just hope you got you're healthy enough to get into those playoff games and, and do you know play your game and not having to be playing a bunch of backups because you're so beat up from the from the district coach thank you for your time and your insight on district 106a good luck to you and your team in the 2020 season we'll be right back after a couple messages from our sponsors 
The North Texas Honda dealers recognize members of our high school sports community who take time out to be helpful heroes. Nominate a helpful hero today at IHSSHelpfulHeroes.com. The Film Session is brought to you by your local North Texas GEICO agents. To find the office near you, go to geico.com slash DFW. The District Breakdown is presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. These teams make it look easy, just like GiveMeTheVin.com makes it easy to sell your vehicle. Welcome back to the Campfire. District 10-6A has some teams you're used to seeing in the playoffs. But with all of them playing in the same district and some coaching changes, things might shake up a little bit. Now it's time for the district breakdown presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. We welcome in Inside High School Sports Insider Ryan Harris to break down this district more for you. Ryan. Thanks, Ashley. District 10 features teams from Rockwall and Mesquite, along with Dallas Skyline and Tyler Legacy. The Legacy Raiders were formerly the Tyler Lee Raiders, but the school changed names this summer. Legacy isn't in our coverage area, but I will predict its finish in district play. Now, let's take a look at how the playoff picture might end up in District 10. I'm picking the Rockwall Yellow Jackets to take the district championship. Rockwall finished last season with a 12-3 record and made a run all the way to the state 6A semifinals. Rockwall fell to Duncanville as did so many other teams last season. The Yellow Jackets will have a new look in 2020 with former offensive coordinator Trey Brooks taking over for the departed Rodney Webb. Brooks gets his quarterback back as Braden Locke returns to follow up his incredible sophomore campaign. Locke won't have the luxury of having a five-star wide receiver to throw to, but Rockwell should be fine. Locke will have an experienced offensive line to protect him, and Brendan Bays is back as a target at wideout. Rockwell has some young talent at wide receiver as well, but this team only returns eight starters. If the Yellow Jackets can find some playmakers and overcome some inexperience, they have a quarterback who can lead them on another deep playoff run. Rockwall will have to fend off competition from crosstown rival Rockwall Heath. The Heath Hawks finished 5-5 five five last season and just missed out on the playoffs, but Heath returned 17 starters. It starts with quarterback Josh Hoover, who already has offers from Arkansas and North Texas heading into his junior year. Wide receiver Corbin Cleveland is back for his senior season, and he'll be Hoover's top target. Jordan Neighbors is just a junior and will play a big role in the passing game as well. Running back Zach Evans has a handful of offers headlined by Arizona State and is heading into his junior season as well. Hunter Smith will lead a solid offensive line unit to round out the offense. The defense returns eight starters and will be led by linebacker Grady Brewer and defensive backs Peyton Williams and Bryson Elbert. With so much returning talent, I expect Heath to compete for the district championship and make a return to the playoffs in 2020. Our last district title contender in this district is the Dallas Skyline Raiders. Skyline finished with last season with a 7-4 record and features one of the best players in the Metroplex. Wide receiver Quade Arius Davis is a USC commit and will be a game changer for returning quarterback Daryl Richardson. Wideout Mayleon Winfield has offers from Arkansas and Missouri and forms a dynamic duo with Davis in the passing game. Running back Quaylon Farrar is back for his junior season and holds offers from Tennessee and Missouri after a stellar sophomore campaign. The defense will be led by SMU commit Isaiah Wilkobia at safety. If Skyline can perform in the trenches, this team could do some damage in the playoffs this season. The last team I have making the playoffs is the Tyler Legacy Raiders. Legacy replaced its head coach with former Colleyville Heritage coach Joe Willis. 
Legacy is in good hands with Willis and returning running back Jamarian Miller, who rushed for over 1,000 yards as a sophomore last season, and he holds offers from Oklahoma State and SMU, among others, heading into his junior season. Legacy will have to hold off stiff competition from Mesquite and Mesquite Horns. Those two teams are talented enough to make the playoffs and will challenge for a playoff spot. I have Mesquite taking fifth in this district, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Skeeters in the playoffs. Mesquite finished 2019 with an 8-4 record, but only returns five starters and will have to find a new quarterback. There will be plenty of talent for the new quarterback to throw to, as Kevin Hodges and KB Frazier both return. Linebacker Jaden Brown will be looked to as a leader of the defensive unit that only returns two starters, along with defensive tackle Marlon Thompson-Leach. Mesquite will have to find some playmakers, but watch out for this squad. If they can overcome some inexperience, they can be in the playoffs. Mesquite Horn is another team that I wouldn't be surprised to see make the playoffs. The Jags played one of the tougher schedules in the Metroplex last season and was probably a little better than the 3-7 record indicated. We won't have the opportunity to find out as Horn graduated a lot of talent from last year's squad. Nathan Luna will lead a talented offensive line up front and Sir Elston Hill III is a playmaker at wide receiver. The defense returns five starters, headlined by safety Marquise Edwards. If Horn can find a few playmakers, this team could absolutely make the playoffs. That leaves the North Mesquite Stallions. North Mesquite finished just 2-8 in 2019, but does return 13 starters from that team. Liam Thompson figures to be the full-time quarterback this season. Running back Kobe Newman and wide receiver Christian Perales will give Thompson some playmakers to get the ball to, and the offensive line will be led by Terrence Hobbs. The defense will be led by lineman Davion Carter, who already has offers from Baylor and Houston. This team has some work to do if a playoff spot is in the cards. That leaves me with my player and team to watch for District 10. My player to watch is Rockwall quarterback Braden Law. The junior quarterback had a stellar sophomore season and played a big role in getting his team to the state semifinals. Having a five-star receiver to throw to obviously helps, and Locke doesn't have that luxury anymore as I mentioned, and he'll need to step up his play if Rockwall is to go on another deep playoff run. At the same time, Locke can only do so much, so keep an eye on the rest of the Rockwall offense to see if anyone steps up over the course of the season. My team to watch is the Skyline Raiders. Skyline has more returning talent at skill positions than any other team in this district. That won't mean too much without solid play from the offensive and defensive lines. If Skyline performs well in the trenches, this team is as good as any other team in this district. That's all I have for District 10, and I'm already looking forward to previewing one of the best districts in the state next week. We get to go out on a bang. Back to you, Ashley. Brian, great insight as always. Thank you, I'll see you next week. And thank you all for joining me around the campfire. That's all we have for this week's edition. Come back next Monday for our final episode of the campfire for this summer. Don't want to miss it. It's going to be a good one. Until then, follow our social accounts. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. That'll be bringing you content focused on District 106A. I'm Ashley Bullington, and I'll see you next time.